I know you're out there. I know that you're afraid. You're afraid of us. You're afraid of change. I don't know the future. I didn't come here to tell you how this is going to end. I came here to tell you how it's going to begin. I'm going to hang up this phone, and then I'm going to show these people what you don't want them to see. A world without rules and controls, without borders or boundaries. A world where anything is possible. Where we go from there is a choice I leave to you. the dots of the Constitution for you like no one else can. The Chris Ann Hall Show. She's an attorney, a disabled U.S. Army veteran, an author, public speaker, mother, pastor's wife, and a patriot. She's Chris Ann Hall. Rise and shine, liberty-loving patriots. Welcome to this Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal Chris Ann Hall here with my husband and co-host, J.C. Hall. You can always find us at K-R-I-S-A-N-N-E-H-A-L-L.com. We are always liberty over security, principle over party, and truth over your favorite personality. If you're watching us on YouTube, you find the website right there on the ticker below. Don't forget to ring the Liberty Bell, sign up, and not only follow, subscribe, but share so we can get out. You know, uh, JC, this liberty over security, principle over party, and truth over personality seems to be putting us in a position uh, quite often lately uh, to, to say, I told you so. <laughs> you know? And uh, so we covered last week um, the president, or I'm sorry, the Senate passing their resolution to pull troops uh, from Yemen. And pull funding support. Pull funding support, right. Right, exactly. Well, which I think that probably equates to the same thing, doesn't it? I mean, if you don't have well, money don't, to have troops over there, you're not going to have any. Yeah, I don't know how much, I don't know if they had boots on the ground so much as. You know, there are a lot of drone operations and, and other things. So, yeah, I don't know how many troops they pulled out. I don't know how many they had there. But, uh, I mean, we pulled out, yeah, pulled out support. Well, they, Or that was the resolution. The resolution was to pull out support, but yeah. we don't have any indication that support was actually pulled from no, Yemen. No, no. But now uh, we have Donald Trump, President Donald Trump, announcing that he is going to pull troops from Syria. Uh, CNN classifies that is this as a sudden and rapid rapid Syria pullout, right? And I love this headline by CNN: "Shocking Syria withdrawal plan is pure Trump." And so. Uh, I, I went through this article and I read, well, guess who, who's opposed to this? Obviously, Lindsey Graham, right? Because Lindsey Graham doesn't want troops pulled from anywhere. Yeah, he's yeah. the he's the guy who ran for president and said, if you uh, if, if you, you don't, don't want to go to war, <laughs> don't vote. For don't me. vote for me. Right. Yeah. So, any any true any. I mean, a one one soldier pulled from anywhere is going to tick off all any of these warmongers. And and the the yeah. the war machine. So, so CNN and says, that's bipartisan. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Hawks everywhere. Yeah, and you'll have, I mean, that's. Hillary Clinton's a huge hawk, so. Well, and that's one of the splits in in American politics, the issue of, of war and national defense and that sort of thing is is a bipartisan split. So you will have bipartisan support for his decision and yes. you will have bipartisan opposition. Yes. Because that th- this thing cuts through both parties. So there are plenty of uh, plenty on the right that are that are sick of uh, like what Trump says, fighting other people's wars, getting nothing in return except spilling you know, wasting our our blood and our treasure. Let's let's read exactly what Trump tweeted. He said, does the USA want to be the policeman of the Middle East getting nothing, nothing is in capitalized letters, but spending precious lives and trillions of dollars protecting others who, who in almost all cases do not appreciate what we're doing? Do we want to be there forever? It sounds strangely libertarian of him that you said that do we want to be the policeman of the Middle East? Well, it was interesting because that, as I think back, that uh, that term, I remember first hearing under the Clinton administration, the policeman of the world. And so it's funny, back then, uh, the Republicans were sort of united in criticizing Clinton uh, when all we had all these different engagements all over the planet, and they were talking about you know, oh, we can't be the policeman of the world and mm-hmm. this and that. So it's, you know, this is the thing. It flip-flops depending on who's in office, uh, you, you know, because I, I think at that time under Clinton, the Republicans knew, you know, there there wasn't any threat to the military establishment because they weren't going to go. Right. They weren't going to leave. Right. But it was a convenient um, criticism that they used against Clinton. And so that flip-flops back and forth through the administration. But there's always – there are always a bipartisan segment uh, that supports war everywhere all the time, no matter what. And then there's a segment that, that is sick of all of these nonstop wars all over the planet. Well, you know here what we have is a, uh, obviously is, is CNN's going to report things that always make Trump look bad, right? Sure, so it's all sure. about Trump being yeah. a bad guy. And it says Trump's critics inside Washington in his own party, the military and around the world are already decrying what they see as a massive strategic blunder that could open the way for an ISIS rebound. Uh, they say that some senior, you know, they always they don't give a name, but a senior sure. administration official says it's a mistake of colossal proportions and the president fails to see how it will endanger our country. You know, JC, this is this is where I say uh, bravo for Trump and hey, Congress, you get what you ask for. Right. This how how can anybody in any political party complain about a president doing something unilaterally uh, with our military overseas when Congress is the one that abdicated that authority to begin with in the War Powers Act? You cannot complain about the results and the consequences of your negligent actions if you are engaging, if, if, if you're the fault. Yeah. And that's what we have here. You know, I have this this list uh, and, and I wanted to I wanted to ask you, um, JC, first, I wanted to ask you because uh, you're you're my you're my the equivalent of my foreign policy wonk right here. Okay. Right. <laughs> Why are we pulling out 
of Syria obviously and not obviously pulling our support out of Yemen. I mean, we here in Yemen, this is the well, thing that totally ran in my head. Here in Yemen, we actually have a we actually have a uh, decree from the Senate to do this in Syria. In 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 Yemen. Uh, yeah. yeah? Oh, so, you mean to, to right, stop to, support. To stop support there. Yeah. And and we don't have that decree from the Senate in Syria. So why Syria and not Yemen? Well, that's the question. I mean, that's that's what the guys bring up in the article. And, of course, the the tricky thing here for Trump is all the Russia stuff, right? You have all this, uh, the, the Russian collusion yeah, and Russian really connection an issue, and, and pro-Putin stance and all this sort of stuff that they'll trot out. Well, uh, Syria, I mean, the main thing in Syria is Russia and the Russia connections. The only reason uh, Russia was fighting like they were in there is because um, – because of their uh, uh, Tartarus, I think it is their port mm-hmm. uh, that that gives them uh, access. But but you know, here's the thing about uh, what what the guys were saying about uh, it being a mistake and the resurgence of of ISIS. Uh, I don't I don't doubt that, given the history of knowing how this thing goes. First off, Trump says ISIS is defeated, so that's not that's a maybe a simplification or that speaks to one aspect of it. Mm-hmm. So there's, there's a pocket left in Hajin in Syria where ISIS fighters, they're still battling. They still hold the so-called caliphate. So as far as all their, their ground, right, all the ground that they held, right. they've pretty much been pushed back. And this one's on the, ver- they're on the verge of being defeated here. So as far as them physically holding anything, uh, they're certainly on the verge of defeat. Now, what we've seen is when you see this pullback, uh, you know, they come back because they go into insurgency. Al-Baghdadi still leading those guys. They have a really strong media propaganda presence over there still, you know, all right. this sort of stuff. But here, but that to me misses the question, right, to say this is a mistake because ISIS will come back. The question for a lot of people is why is it our responsibility to fight that, whether they, whether they come back or not? Uh, first off, and of course, the big thing goes this well is this is what goes to Russia. So Syria is a, was about a proctor war between the United States and Russia. Right. Right. It's for dominance in the region. So we're not really fighting. We're not fighting ISIS. That's just that's just pretext. So. You could say, "Oh, well, you pull out." Russia so this has whole argument that ISIS that we are there to fight ISIS, and if we pull out, ISIS is going to have a surge of, uh, you know, power or whatever is is not untrue. It's not untrue. That, that, that can that's that can certainly be true. It but, could but happen. The point is the point is this: so we are in Syria fighting ISIS, okay, mm-hmm. but we're not in Syria to fight ISIS. Do, ah, do you okay. follow me? I do follow so you. So they went in to you. overthrow uh, Assad, the Assad regime, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, basically because of uh, destabilizing the the Assad regime. Uh, that's what gave the space for for ISIS and all these other groups. Okay, mm-hmm. but the point was we wanted to we wanted to expand our control and and, and influence in Syria to counter Russia, particularly as as 
Russia was moving into the Crimea and, you know, making it sort of expansionist push. So this has to do with Russia versus the United States. So that's where that's where the people so are going to question, like, oh, why, he's doing Trump a favor. Okay, so that's why CNN says Trump's decision to ditch U.S. leverage in Syria, which fulfills one of Russian President Vladimir Putin's goals, will spark fresh speculation about Trump's motives right. as his relationship with Russia comes under increasing scrutiny. Apparently, Russia actually said, uh, sorry, Putin actually said at an annual news conference, if the decision to withdraw was made, then it is a correct one. Yeah. So this is something, uh, Putin wants us out of his business. Right. Th- this, this has to do with uh, their base. I mean, it, it has to do with with the uh, naval access uh, and their uh, their sea power, Russia's sea power. That's what Syria is for them. All right, everybody, we are going to stick with this because I've got some, some sort of comparisons, some shocking comparisons to make here along with the Constitution and history itself. So we'll be right back after the break. Welcome back to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. We are talking about this uh, President Trump's uh, decision to pull our troops and classified as a sudden and rapid Syria pull out. And the and, and for me, the outrage uh, that we're seeing in the media, uh, CNN con- uh classifying as as an impulsive decision and uh and oh and this is also what they said but while the manner of his decision was unorthodoxed for a president uh, I, I just i sort of want to address that issue jc this idea this classification of unorthodoxed for a president to unilaterally withdraw troops from syria because i have a list here yeah all right so I, I say let Russia fight them, by the way. It, oh, yeah, absolutely. If, if ISIS wants to come back, let Russia fight ISIS. It's their, their interest there. Their base in Tartus, uh, their access to the Mediterranean, they have something to fight for. And it would, it, to me, it would make sense strategically for the United States. Okay, to l- let me just before you, before you mention that, just to conclude yeah, yeah, what we were right, talking right, about absolutely, before. Absolutely, absolutely. I, I would uh, – so put this in a positive light for President Trump. Okay, from my perspective, you want to give him credit – for the right they're saying he's a dunce it's a big mistake he doesn't know what he's doing this it's so quickly he didn't consult with anybody and he doesn't know the consequences you so know, I, let, me, I, let me tell you what i find it hard to believe that trump didn't consult with anybody he's sort of like a russian he doesn't do anything without a he plan consult with somebody. And, and somebody well, that's the question who did he consult him. with right exactly but, but let me say this um <clears throat> so they're saying he doesn't know he doesn't fully grasp what the consequences would be mm-hmm. so let me say something positive what a positive consequence could be in light of our real goals in the first place, which which they admit. I mean, they'll say, you know, we want we don't want Russia, uh, and by by uh, by extension, Iran to exert influence in the region. So, and they're saying, well, ISIS is going to come back. They're going to surge. Okay. Well, if ISIS surge, and you say, 
well, hey, Russia, I mean, this is your interest. You want your base that, right. you, that you say not to be, is not a base to get to the Mediterranean, Mediterranean. Then you fight ISIS in Syria. So, therefore, now you've got your biggest enemy, quote, unquote, right, the rising military power once again. Now they're engaged in fighting this forever war in Syria with these terrorists. So you, you're basically right. weakening. You say you want to weaken Russia. Well, it seems to me a, a strategic way to we- weaken Russia is to let them go into right. Syria and Make- waste all their military and their resources. Well, so that's what Ronald Reagan did with the Star exactly, Wars exactly. thing, right? So, so in so that sense, I don't know you know, if Trump is, has been advised this way or is thinking this way. But that's definitely one way to look at it. So you can't well, say... To me, you get two birds with one stone then, right? Right, Because exactly. you get our... And that's the one thing that Trump put out uh, in his announcement. Our, our men and women are coming home, right? I think it's very timely is this matter of, you know, holidays and stuff and the president's promising your people are coming home and all that stuff. But but the idea that, that now we are, we are not going to be involved in a foreign war to which we don't have geographic interests our our troops are coming home we're saving money and exactly what you said we're going to leave russia to defend themselves yeah. to, to to fight their own battles now, I, I so i think that's a strategic way to look at it now me personally I, you know i don't i'm not into the whole russia enemy you know russia's the enemy number one all this stuff. i think russia's an enemy because we make them an enemy right, right? You, we treat them like an enemy and they act like an enemy and vice versa so i mean a lot of the stuff they talk about russia's uh, trying to cyber warfare us we're doing the same thing to them so you know we've ridiculous. done we've done uh, you we know do we the spy same on thing them to and everybody. all that stuff. yeah so that's that's kind of silly so we make them look like a big bad guy we do we do the same stuff that they do so does great britain so does turkey i mean every country spies yeah. on every country and it's ridiculous for us to start casting stones yeah. when our house is totally glass to no begin i mean with, if, so. if putin's running around the world having people assassinated you know i mean that's that's not good. Right. But right. at the same time, um, you know, I think we create a lot of this other stuff unnecessarily. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think it's driven by the war right. machine. You know, we well, have absolutely. to have that. We have to have well, that, that reason. That sort of segues to my next point. So CNN calls this unorthodoxed, uh, doing my little air quotes there for you, those of you not watching YouTube. Um unorthodox right and unorthodox means contrary to what is usual traditional or accepted how could the unilateral action of a president in the matters of war be something that would be classified as unaccepted when it's something that is created by law and so i want to i want to i want to maybe bring the answer to that question when we come out from the break There again, men tear up our constitution And from every direction We cry revolution Standing together and without permission Soldiers for truth in the war of attrition The love of our country As our The Chris Ann Hall Show. She's Liberty's lobbyist. But I'm only a stranger here. I'm a long, long way from my home. And I'm 
Welcome back to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. We're talking about Trump's, we'll use that term, so-called unorthodox pulling of troops from Syria. And unorthodox, like I said before the break, means uh, uh, something that is not accepted. And so I want us to sort of discuss this idea that the president acting unilaterally without Congress, without political approval to pull troops being unorthodox when in, as a matter of fact Congress established that as legal procedure by by law through the War Powers Act now it's not a constitutional right it's not constitutional for that to happen but I want to I want to I have this list here and this is a list uh, a, a short list mind you of Barack Obama's actions right so October 14th 2011. Uh, Barack Obama unilaterally sends troops to Central Africa. Uh, here we have June in 2014. He uh, unilaterally sends troops to Iraq. July 2016, he unilaterally sends more troops to Iraq. Oh, I missed one. October 30th of 2015, Obama unilaterally sends troops to Syria. So here we have, and this is the short lift. We have one, two, Three, four instances in a period of less than five years where Barack Obama as president unilaterally sent troops to fight in different parts of the country. And you never got these media headlines of the unorthodox of the president sending troops without Congress, the unorthodox uh, idea that the president will be uh, acting without Congress and sending troops. Why is that orthodox, but what, o what Trump is doing is unorthodox? And I want to submit to you, JC, that it has to do more, it, it, it is more than just simply Trump derangement syndrome. I want to suggest to you, and I want you to chime on this, that it is not unorthodox to go to war it is unorthodox to come out of war <laughs> right right i mean i think that's the whole point here we have a whole list of of items where we're we've accepted george bush we've accepted clinton we've accepted trump we've accepted both bushes we uh, just unilaterally every president unilaterally sending troops to go to war but we get a president that pulls our troops home unilaterally unilaterally and now it's unorthodox yeah and i think it has a lot to do with uh we covered this Oh, you weren't. This is you. You were out when I covered this week. I covered uh, Thomas Jefferson's first address to Congress, where he said, "Now we are are having peaceful relationships. We're not at war everywhere, which means now I can. Re we should be not me, but Congress should be reducing the level of taxation on the American citizens." We also have uh, Thomas Paine's very poignant quote that. Uh, taxes are not for war, but war is for the creation of taxes. And when you have a president that is pulling troops, um, I can't even imagine the amount of money that it costs to deploy troops to Russia, for Pete's sakes. Uh -huh. I mean, how stinking far away is that? And that means all of those, all that, all those people, all that equipment, all the money that it makes to it takes to make that happen. 
what kind of a financial saving, and I think that's one thing that Trump mentioned in his, in his discussion of this, what kind of financial saving is that to the people? And without these wars that we are fighting all over, what excuse will Congress have for the spending increases for defense budgeting and all that kind of stuff? Yeah. Well, so what, I, I, I like dumped a whole lot on you. So what do you think about my assessment of the fact that it's unorthodox to bring troops home, but then orthodox to send them? So th- this is it, it, people. Th- this is pro- this would probably take a whole show to kind of go through this. But give him the. <clears throat> so this, this is this goes back to the Cold War. Mm-hmm. OK, we we have <clears throat> this is I don't think people really grasp this. Right. Um. You, you know, we went into, excuse me, we went to Iraq and, mm-hmm. you know, and, and we're in the Middle East and all this. And, and people, people, I, opposition, I think, fixates on oil, right? Oh, we're there for the oil. That's why this and right. that. No, this is Russia. It's Russia. It's always Russia. This hasn't changed since the Cold War. You, you have to you have to look at uh, geography. OK, in particular, think about the Russian. It's about Russian sea power. You look at the geography, you look at the things that are going on. Right. When you talk about um, so Russia's move into the Crimea, uh, the, the move into um, uh, the Donbass region in the Ukraine. OK, mm-hmm. this stuff connects to the uh, Sea of Azov, which connects to the Black Sea. Mm-hmm. Right. Which is which is those uh, that navy deployed into the Mediterranean through uh the uh the turkish straits bosphorus straits right, the right. Uh, those other the uh, the mamara whatever sea all that stuff okay mm-hmm. so the turkish straits are there cuz this is the thing about syria russia has its base in tar in tartar right, right. They, they it's not a base right they call it a material supply port all right which is which i guess is technically correct because the purpose it serves is so that the war sh- their warships in the mediterranean remember the mediterranean you're talking about understanding the geography uh, the the on the one side uh is south is north africa right you have right. all those middle eastern right. arab muslim all that stuff going on all the terrorist area right mm-hmm. all that the wars we're fighting and then north of that is europe you got greece and i mean just all the other countries mm-hmm. right they're all around the mediterranean so it's a hugely hugely strategic uh body of water right JC, so what just looking at you keep saying all this thing and and all of these things in my mind i'm hearing you and all i hear is oil 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 well, it, oil, no, it's the oil. war machine it's the war machine right? right this so the in other words the cold war we we thought the cold war ended Okay, and then the battle with Russia went away because the Cold War ended. All right, right. The, the the entire military <laughs> yeah. establishment was has been built based upon the Cold War situation. Uh, you know, us versus Russia. That did Since not the Cuban change. Initial crisis that and, didn't change. Yeah. All the stuff where we're fighting over there, we're fighting in Syria. We're not fighting Syria. We're not fighting ISIS. We're st- this is still fighting Russia. It's still about mm-hmm. Russia. So they have their base in Tartar. That's if if they did not if they do not have that mm-hmm. okay then they would have to go through those straits to replenish their warships their warships operate in the med and then they refuel and resupply mm-hmm. in that base in Syria they have to have that base or they do not have operational capability in the Mediterranean that now the move into Ukraine 
that opens them up for more control mm-hmm. to that initial point of access, the right. Sea of Azov, which leads into the Black Sea. So they've got both of these bodies of water on either side of the straits with Turkey. And by the way, if you you think back, there was a secret treaty in 1833 where Turkey said only Russia. It, I don't know. Can they see this? Yeah, on put, a, put a map. You, yeah, it would be geography. helpful if you, while you're listening to this, if you looked at the geography. I mean, JC and I are looking at it on his phone, so it, it's really helpful to get this idea. But, but that's the thing. I mean, if you look at that, you, you just have to know, okay, there's a different thing going on here than what, than what they publicize. Right, so it's all made Isn't about. Isn't there always? <laughs> yeah, so th- so this is still about Russia. And Russia's moves are to extend their, uh, really uh, secure their power. Right, as as their relationship deteriorated with with the Ukraine. Okay, uh, you know you have this disruption of their access. So that that's part of the move into the Ukraine. There mm-hmm. is to have that have control over that area where they have ease of access to those bodies of water. Right. Uh, well, I, with with uh, Crimea being uh, sealed off, I mean that pretty much landlocks. Yeah. So the Cold War has, I mean, the essence of the Cold War is us versus Russia. That hasn't gone anywhere. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that's what that's what Syria is. Um, you know. So all this other stuff. Is, so that's why they're going to be questions. Mm-hmm. They're going to bring that up. But it's funny how they'll balance that. Because I don't think they really want to draw attention to the fact that this has always been about Russia. So it's going to be interesting to see how the media, uh, the, you know, the, the surrogates of the war machine, how they uh, how they communicate this. Mm-hmm. Because I don't think they like to shine a spotlight on that. They want you to be scared of some Muslim coming to blow you up. Right. And that's why we need to be there. We can't because even what they're talking about. Right. It's all this resurgence of ISIS. Okay, so the the Muslim, the jihadist is the boogeyman. Right. To Mm -hmm. to to give you right to make you support. I mean, look at Uh 9-11 and the Patriot Act and all this sort of stuff. Right. All this thing with Russia, the Cold War was dying out. We could no longer the the war machine could no longer sustain um, American support for our battle with big, you know, big, bad Russia. So now we have we have we conveniently have. Uh, the terrorist boogeyman, the jihadist, and you can scare everybody to death because everybody remembers 9-11 and you got people dying here on our soil. Oh, my goodness. Now, now the the message is, you know, we have to be over there uh-huh. so that doesn't happen here again. JC, I'm going to step away for just a second. I'm going to let you handle this for a little bit. All right. Okay? But, well, so the point is out there, everybody talk, everybody listening, um, y- you know, the the – the terrorist thing is a, not to say, you know, that doesn't exist and whatever, but that's a pretext. And, and this thing is about Russia. So they're going to be questioning Trump on this. Um, but I personally say if it's Russia's interest there, uh, then then let them let them fight it. And like Chris said, you kill two birds with one stone if you do that. So we'll see. We'll see how it all plays out. But. Like she said, go go look at a map, and, and you can see how all this works. You can see if if you understand that, then you can see through uh, 
a lot of this, that you you know what it's really, uh, really about, and know that it's not, uh, it's it's not it's not all about this terrorism like they want you to believe. I'm just telling you that you you need to know that. So, I, I'm I'm happy for it myself. Uh, I mean, we I, I I'm with Trump. We don't need to be fighting other people's wars all the time. Why? Even if there's some resurgence or you have these terrorists or whatever, why, why do we have to fight it? Why, why do we have to spend our blood and our treasure on this? There's plenty of other nations that can, that can fight these battles. We don't need to be the world's police. Chris Ann Hall Show. She's Liberty's lobbyist. Welcome back to the Chris Ann Hall Show. This is our last segment. JC, thank you for covering for me for that last few minutes. I'm so excited. I don't know. Should I tell them why I stepped away? You had to take a phone call? <laughs> I had to take a phone call. A phone call that, that just sort of makes me really crazy. So. <laughs> from, from? From Ravi Zacharias. How cool is cool. that? I'm sorry. I don't. JC knows I don't get starstruck very often, and um, I just. Oh my goodness! I'm so excited about that. So that's future things in the works. So I'm excited about that. You have that look on your face. <laughs> he does. Anyway, um, I'm still a little bit giddy, so you'll have to uh, forgive me. But you know, JC, I just can't help but think about everything that we've talked about. Uh, on the show, and once again, we have constitutional chaos because we have deviated from the original plan. And I find what I find ironic in the whole thing is now you have all the liberal media going crazy about the president. They're talking about limited authority of the president. They're talking about how the second uh, the Article Two gives very limited power to the president. Now, what is this president doing? And so, um, you know, I, I, now you also have the shutdown, the, the looming threat of shutdown over the border wall issue. And it's just one excuse after another, right? One excuse after another on why uh, we have to shut the government down. Uh, last year, it, you know, the previous years, it's been some kind of budget crisis, but it's always something. Yeah. I mean, well, we don't have enough money to run this big bloated government. Apparently, apparently that message is missed. Right. It's always whatever we're shutting it down for. And who's who's the bad guy? Who's who's the blame for the shutdown? That's how it always right. goes. Oh, it's Absolutely. the Republicans fault, Democrats fault. Uh, so, I, again, it's another distraction from how much money we're spending. And, of course, it's really it's really sad because it's always the the. Uh, the sob story, right? You know, the government employee sob story has worked well against uh, against these because you have a lot of people that, when the sort of very first shutdown thing happened, were were all gung ho, and now ones that supported it before they they like Republicans took a big beating, uh, right. and, and so now they're they're like, don't do this, don't do this, you're going to make us lose. Uh, so. 
you know, there's never a focus about, hey, you know, this is a problem why we can't, every, every, uh, every year we can't afford to keep the government running without some stopgap measure. Maybe we should look into our spending a little bit. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> Seriously. But now all of a sudden now we've got Trump pulling troops out, which is going to remove the excuse for at least a portion of that spending. Yeah, that's that's not something that's going to happen. Oh, but you know, why not? Why not? Why not? I'm seriously, why not? Uh, we have we have precedent of this. Thomas right. Jefferson stepping up and saying, hey, look at this piece that is just happening over there. Look at our we're no longer involved with this over there. Now we need to pass on that savings to the people. You'll spend a bunch of money in the short term just to get them all out of there. Well, that's true. But nonetheless, it's uh, the long term spending should be diminished. I mean, here's the, the thing. The do last you time. spend more money or do you actually spend what's already been allocated instead of fighting it? You use the, the spending that the, the funds that have already been allocated to bring them home. So well, it's not an additional spending. You should also bear this in mind. The war machine, the war machine uh, internally sabotages these things also. Because if you remember the withdrawal from uh, certain areas in the Middle East, they left tanks and 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 stuff behind. What? Like who who does that? How do you forget your military machinery? And so now all of a sudden, here's ISIS and all these other fighters riding around and using American military hardware. So that's the war machine, you know, sa uh, sabotaging <laughs> internally sabotaging, so they can say. Look what happened last time. We can't we can't do this. We can't pull out. So there's going to be a lot of opposition internally about this. Trump better Trump better make sure the secret service is is loyal. I know, to right? Him. Seriously, because this is I mean, I'm sure really they are, huge. but this is a big deal. Well, but you know he's taking on the Federal Reserve, the Federal Reserve and now the war machine. So we'll have to see how it goes. Well, we'll see you guys on Saturday. God bless. In sharing the blessing